Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnutings with you on a Wednesday. Hello, Walnut. It is me, Les, here for another episode of Walnut Wednesday. And I have finally got my beautiful, wonderful friend, Emma D'Souza, on the podcast. Welcome, beautiful banana. Thank you. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. I am so happy. I am so excited. Walnut, Emma and I have been um, online friends for, oh gosh, Emma, how long has it been? Quite a while now. I'm going to say like almost three years. Yeah, we've been in um, a couple of coaching containers and and programs, and at the moment we're in sort of like a year-long thing together as well. So um, we've crossed paths many, many times and have been across each other's stuff for quite a while. So, oh, I'm so excited. It is such a privilege to have you here. I just, your energy, Walnut Wednesday, everything that you talk about and stand for, I just absolutely adore. So I'm truly, truly honored that you asked me to be, (laughs) that you asked me to be on this with you. Oh my gosh. Yay. Okay. I'm excited. Emma, I will get you to um, introduce yourself to the Walnuts who haven't met you before. um, And then we will tuck in. Sounds good. So I'm Emma. I am a freelance executive assistant. So basically a virtual assistant on steroids is what I like to call it. Um, And I'm a mom to almost two. I'm going to have our second in November. And excited and prepping for that. So systems are huge, getting ready for my own little mat leave. Um, and I'm from Canada. So basically, I'm in, you're in the future for me right now. <laughs> yes. Us Kiwis, um, are, we always make that joke in the group that I'm in the future. I'm last in the future. <laughs> <laughs> the other big thing that I like talking about too is I actually have a diagnosis of bipolar and anxiety. And I feel like that's such an important piece to speak about for me, just because it really flows into why I do what I do and why I'm passionate about the systems and time management and mental health and all of those things. I love that. And I, yeah, I'm going to talk to you about a couple of, of those things, but do you want to sort of start from not necessarily the beginning, but what made you, how did the freelance EA stuff come Mm -hmm. about? Um, I'd love to know your story of how you got to where you sort of are now. It was definitely a zigzag journey. So I actually trained as a nurse um, and I worked as a nurse for a few years prior to all the chaos, but burnt out quite quickly. Mm. Um, And I needed to find something that was conducive to the flexibility that I needed, as well as the gentleness, but keeping me busy and creative. And so I trained as a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher, and that's how the business started. Um, And then I just started to meet all these like incredible humans. And I have the spiritual side, but my brain is also very, very logical. And I love structure and I love data and science and all of that. And so someone had reached out and said, hey, have you considered like supporting people in the online world? I'd really love your help. And it kind of just exploded from there. And then I burnt out really quickly because I took on a lot of things that weren't aligned. Yeah. And over the last year, I've stripped it back and rebuilt it up. And now 
I call myself an executive assistant because I do everything from personal to business to a little bit in between. Um, and I absolutely love it. And I've started doing some time management coaching for people because of how my brain works. I just, so many people are in the nine to five, right? And they want, they have hobbies, they have passions, and it feels like there's 24 hours in a day is just not enough. And like, my whole point is not everyone's 24 hours is the same, Mm. but there's ways that we can work on it and like get into maximizing your 24 hours. So I just, I could talk about it forever. (laughs) Oh, I I love that. And I actually could too. And I feel like I am caught in between two worlds because I work nine to five, but also on the side, I I do Walnut Wednesday and I am a virtual personal assistant, which is, is like all the all the bits and bobs for for an or an author online as well. So I feel like I am a walking scatterbrain wearing three different hats a lot of the time. But in my nine to five, in my job interviews, time management is my bread and butter and structure and (laughs) systems. And then I come into like this world, it's kind of like I switch into sort of like this really feminine energy. (laughs) Like I go all the way off the other other end of the pendulum and it's like, um, yeah, so I would love to pick your brain a little bit more on on the time management space for sure. But firstly, tell me a little bit if you're comfortable, Emma, about the bipolar and anxiety and the diagnosis kind of space. And did did that take a lot of walnutting and a lot of like figuring out of who you are, or or was it just sort of like a thing and, and you did it and tick? I consider myself very, very lucky. So I know not everyone has free healthcare in Canada. We do, but because of that, things can take a really long time. Mm -hmm. And so I was diagnosed, I started the process at 16, which is pretty early. Um, But I genuinely believe having that diagnosed so early is a blessing for me because I dealt with some major depression. I had um, some really scary thoughts and Eventually, I told my mom I needed to get help, and she brought me to the doctor. And the doctor had told me it was some teenage angst, basically. And the walnut in me said some things pretty bluntly to him. Mm. Um, but basically, that I needed help, and it would be on him if he didn't get the help. Yeah. And I think that was the scariest thing that I had to do. But because of that, started my journey of support and therapy and medication and it definitely wasn't an easy ride I'm 29 now so we're 13 years in um and I'm stable and I'm healthy and I have a support team but it definitely is something that's not easy it's not talked about often and I love that we're normalizing people being anxious socially um overwhelmed like all of that stuff but I yeah Like, I think it's so important, but I also think it's important we talk about these scarier terms like schizophrenia and bipolar and these things that are still so stigmatized because there's a lot of really normal people, air quoting, that have these diagnoses that are living healthy, fulfilling lives, um, but it's just not talked about. Mm, I I agree. It's kind of like um, anxiety. It's almost like a buzzword in some ways my my like f- the five one 
um, human design profile in me is like, <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't want to be like them. But um, it has sort of been like that, and then sort of the not bigger, but like the 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 harsher sides of that, the the disorders that you mentioned or um, conditions that you mentioned. Um, that's kind of like the scarier side. That's like the, oh, I'm going to, I'm taking a, it's, it's a bit more seriously, you know, sort of thing. Not that yeah. it's more serious than anxiety, but um, you know what I mean? So like. Yes. It kind of gets that crazy label very quickly. Yeah. And yeah. Like, that's an ick word, but it, it does. Absolutely. And so was the, um, obviously uh yoga training and stuff you would have centered and you know found that (laughs) that part but then I feel for me especially um and my friend Kate and I talk on the podcast quite a lot about this um when we're reaching like burnout or even just in general um you know list making that masculine sort of structure um is that one of your almost like it's your job but is it now a tool for like also your just well-being in general yes and that's I think why I'm so passionate about it because I truly believe like that masculine system structure side is what allows me to be healthy and allows me to have that flexibility to be in the feminine or relaxing or doing those things because I know I have that structure at the end of the day, kind of like a safety net to catch me if I'm not feeling well, or if I'm having an off day. So um, I think it looks unique for so many different people. But that's why, like, taking business structures are super important. But like, even taking it into our daily lives is something Mm -hmm. that I think so many people could benefit from. Because even without these diagnoses, life gets really busy, and it gets hard to catch your breath sometimes. Um, and it's the structures and the systems that allow us to have that safety net that we're like, oh my gosh, this is a lot, but you step back, you catch your breath and you keep going. Absolutely. What's your, um, favorite, like your go-to sort of skeleton of a daily system for personal, personal life? I do try to get up at the same time and go to bed at the same time. I know it's pretty redundant, but it genuinely like sleep healthy sleep healthy sleep hygiene is so so vital and so it's usually the first thing that gets cut right um and so for me I am up early our daughter is an early riser she's like 5 30 a.m typically um so getting used to that was a big thing but my sleep and asking for help I'm really good at asking for help I'm proud of that and so um if I have something scheduled for the day that I just cannot do, I will communicate it. I'm an open book. Um, took me a long time to get there to be able to ask for help and not be ashamed of needing to move stuff around. But I'd say out of everything, those are my two big consistent pieces. I love, I love, love, love and agree. And I try to do that myself where um, I go to bed at grandma time and wake up very early it used to be for to like to go to work in the city and I would go to the gym before but I just kept my alarm and now I get up and try to go to the local gym um otherwise do walnut work but um I notice when my stress levels change um for whatever reason be it in my nine to five or otherwise that that is the first thing to go my alarm gets snoozed and I sleep in longer and then I don't have my like 
special lads time to sort of wake up before going to work. So you're right. The sleep thing really does is one of the first to get cut. I agree. <laughs> and so many of us, even if we don't realize we have routines around our sleep, we tend to. Mm-hmm. And so whether we're cutting it shorter, or having it longer, once we start to mess with those routines, the rest of the day starts to feel off just by it's like kind of getting delayed five minutes. So everything in the day starts to slowly get pushed back and it just feels off, I find. Yep, I can definitely resonate and think of a couple of examples where that's happened happened to me. Um, Emma, what about... I would love, I would, I'm just so curious. We have a lot of walnuts in the walnut tree and listening that have asked me about VA work, virtual Mm -hmm. assistant work and what it entails and um, people who are secret squirreling, wanting to do sort of like a little side thing amongst the nine to five or maybe even potentially completely ditch it. Um, What does a day in the life of your work sort of entail and how would a walnut get there if if that's what they desired? Yeah, I think the cool thing about the day and age there that we're in now is that it's made so much online work accessible and this virtual assistant work just so much more accessible. Um, My day looks so different depending on what I'm doing. So I'm a little bit of a Jill of all trades, I call myself. Um, I work mostly with online coaches, um, but I do have a couple real world, quote unquote, real world people that I help too. Um, And so a lot of it is just contacting and being in touch with the clients. Um, I try to give myself deadlines and a due date. So if I have a couple projects coming up, whether It's a podcast that needs editing or some emails, um, funnels, landing pages, depending on when my client needs it by, I try to give myself plenty of time and plenty of space to do that. Mm -hmm. So I will get up, I'll drop my daughter at school, or we have childcare come, um, make some coffee, have some breakfast. I'm like very much a morning person. So I do all my heavy work in the morning. Yeah. Um, And then kind of by the afternoon, I start to burn out a little bit. So things start to wind down, but it really, depending on what you enjoy and what you want to support people in is kind of what your day consists of. Um, Especially because I am doing this full time right now, there's a lot of promotion that I still have to do showing up online and things like that to connect with new clients and get feedback, et cetera. But I think if this is something that you wanted to look into, especially if you're doing a nine to five right now is get really clear on what you enjoy doing. Because if you build from the things that you enjoy, you're going to enjoy it long term. Mm. So if you really are into podcasts, you can teach yourself light editing or different things like that. Like I've taught myself how to edit podcasts and things like that. And so that's something you can do as a hobby. You can learn new skills before you start. And once you've started, there's so many groups on Facebook, you can put it out on Instagram of people looking for that help. And the biggest piece that took me a long time to learn is clear communication and also having a uh, price that you work for that's not underselling yourself. Even if you're new, you're still providing an immense amount of value. Um, And by lowballing yourself, 
it's doing you such a disservice and resentment eventually grows, especially if you're doing it on top of other things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so really my biggest piece was figure out what you like, learn new skills and get to a price point, like do some market research around you. Um, but make sure you're charging something that feels worth your time if this is something that you want to take on as a side hustle or eventually a full-time thing. I love, I love it. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing those little tips because, um, yeah, I felt like the, I've always felt like, oh, I'm a, I'm in service of others, you know, doing the assistant staff or PA staff or whatever. Um, and in my nine to five, I am, I am also in a role that does that. I would love to have um, someone do the sort of little bits and bobs that I do for Walnut Wednesday um, mm-hmm. just because I'm spending so much time doing it elsewhere. Um, yeah. So it's always in demand. Um, it's always sought after, like when you really start to sort of look around. But it is um, it is, it is tricky because it's, it's like the – it's just like the generator worker bee little – what, not to say that you have to be a generator to do it, but it is some some of the stuff that I have done for other people is very tedious and bits and bobby. And yeah, people want that service and want to pay you for that service. So um, I really appreciate you mentioning the not cutting yourself short there because um, it's the stuff that people don't want to do. <laughs> it's know? what you're give, getting given to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for me, I actually quite enjoy it when when I'm not, feeling tired from my nine to five (laughs) I actually like doing the little just the same um tedious stuff sometimes it's almost relaxes me it's kind of bizarre (laughs) it's like methodical you kind of get into like this meditative of like repetition yeah unless you're tired then you're like I need a nap (laughs) that's it that's actually it um Emma curious question for asking for a friend aka myself (laughs) but I have found myself getting um, resentful, like you've mentioned, um, but it's it's for my for my corporate job, and it's not the work, it's not the people, but I have so much celebration and excitement on the back end in my other two hats that mm. um, I almost get resentful that I spend eight hours a day in an office with shitty lighting, um, weird aircon, and doing the grunt work and bits and mm-hmm. bobs for higher ups that get paid so much money um more much more than i do um and i just want to be here and celebrating and it make and then when i'm home i'm i'm really exhausted and i don't want to i don't want to record a podcast i don't want to well i always want to listen to my voice notes but i don't you know i just don't have the yeah oomph. i don't you have dreams yeah, I'm drained. I feel like it, the my corporate job sometimes um it's or mm-hmm. mood and um like where my where I'm at in my cycle dependent and all the stuff, but um I just find I've been finding it very hard not to be not to resent my job and I love my job. Um, I love the security. I love what I'm learning and I'm I've planned it for myself to, um, you know, correlate with walnut world and pick up those kind of skills secretly (laughs) while I'm going so it's all like thought about and all the stuff um do you have any advice for this hypothetical friend aka me um (laughs) of this resentful feeling of the like I would rather spend a bulk of my time here I'm not going to and I can't how do I 
how do I deal with this? What can I do? I think the first thing is just accepting that that's how you feel. Mm. I think so much of it is we're not supposed to feel certain ways or because it gives you job security and you love it some days, you're not supposed to resent it other days. But I think like the biggest thing that we can do, especially when we're feeling those kinds of emotions is being like, this is where I'm at and that's okay. It's okay that today I feel drained and I wish I didn't have to go in because all these other exciting things are happening. That's totally valid. That's allowed. That's Mm -hmm. you give yourself permission to feel it in the full range. And I think then from there, it depends. Like you have so much celebration in Walnut Wednesday and all the other things that you do. So I would ask, is there any way that you can bring those little bits of joy to work with you, even if it's just for you? So on a lunch break, you can connect with someone or listen to a podcast that you love that like you really loved recording, right? And that you're like, it was a good conversation and like finding ways that the joy that you have outside of work can come to work with you. And again, depending on the job, it can look very different, but (laughs) whatever is bringing you joy, how can you repackage it to kind of fit in your pocket for those days that are kind of draining? Oh my God. I'm so inspired. My butt is like on fire because that is such good advice. I had for the 200, my 200th anniversary, um, I had, it was a Walnut Wednesday and it was a working day. And I just had this secret little smile on my face. Like I had this little secret in my pocket and I was just brimming with energy and I was so excited and happy to just be alive. I was just in such a good mood. (laughs) But then by the end of the day, I was tired again because I had lost that, that spark. So, um, I love that. I love even like maybe changing a coffee order or meeting. I like that meeting someone for lunch, podcast in your ear. Um, Thank you. I love that. And it's all about like experimenting too, right? You might think something will like, maybe you really want to go for lunch, but you actually find you're more tired afterwards. Then you don't have to do it again. It's like, again, that permission to change your mind and to do things differently at any given point. Yes, you're so right. That is so, uh, yeah. And there's things like booking a meeting room and just going to sit there for 15 minutes by myself. Get away from everyone, the quiet. (laughs) Lock the door. (laughs) Or find a room with a window, Um, not like the fake lights. Oh, my gosh. (gasps) Thank you. I just feel so excited and inspired. That was delicious. Um, Emma, do you have any other advice for a walnut listening um, that you feel like we haven't really – I feel like I could ask you questions all day long. There's so much more I want to say, but is there anything on your heart that's sort of like bursting to come out um, in particular for a walnut that's listening? I think the biggest thing that I would want to say to anyone is meet yourself where you're at, whether that's in a job that you don't love or in a hard season in life with kids or partners or just schedules, meet yourself with your, where you're at, give yourself kindness. Like you deserve the most kindness out of everyone that you know, because you're going through it with yourself and that things come in waves. And even when it feels really overwhelming or really hard some days, that wave will ride through and just meeting yourself with like grace and kindness. And like, if it were a close friend that you would just hug and you say, I know it's, 
I was going to swear. I know it's super <laughs> poopy right now, but things will get better and we'll just brace through this together. If you can do that for yourself, it opens up so much more for you because you're not trying to change how you feel. Like how we feel is how we feel. And I think so many of us get stuck in our head because we're like, we shouldn't feel this way or I can't feel this way. And we do all these self judgments, which just makes it so much harder. It's like telling a friend that you're feeling unwell and they're like, well, you shouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that to your friend. And mm-hmm. so you shouldn't be doing it to yourself. So meet yourself where you're at, make a plan to find some joy. I call them joy activities. Even if it's one minute, even if it's three minutes, even if it's you in the shower, literally just like placing your hand on your heart, right? Like you have to shower. So take that time for you time. If you can't fit it in anywhere else, make yourself a priority. No excuse not to. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you for the little examples too, because we have a lot of um, new mothers in the walnut tree. And I think that's a topic that is very, very close to home. I mean, not even, even if you're not a new mother, but um, that minute to yourself, it's yeah. bizarre how how big that can that can snowball, and you forget about it. And like we said earlier, like we are the first person to go on the back burner when it's involving someone else, particularly our our bubbas. So, yeah. oh, that was... one minute can honestly motherhood. Life can get crazy. I had postpartum depression as well with our first and it can feel like you shouldn't take that minute for yourself or you should put everything else ahead of you. But that one minute can be life changing in that moment. Mm. It's very important um, to be intentional about it, right? Like I'm I'm totally envisioning like having myself in the, in the shower and doing it. I've never done that before. Um, yeah. But how yeah, I would like place myself at the front of my own brain and just like breathe and let feel the water. Actually, I have maybe done it That's before. That's exactly, but... yes. Just be fully present right there. Nowhere else you need to be in that one moment. Yeah. Oh, oh you're so divine and delicious. I actually love you so much. I'm in such a good mood. Emma, tell me about the your time management. Um, Is it a, is it a program? Is it a, a buyable so I do have, I call it the sustainable productivity school. So we do have that currently. And basically it is a modular breakdown of how to create custom plans for your life. And by plans, it's kind of systems and structures. And we walk through the different modalities of being present, being mindful, but also your SOS. If uh, poop hits the fan, what are you going to do sort of thing? Cause it's going to happen inevitably Um, And we just kind of break down bits and pieces to empower yourself to get through the day and feel like you have that safety net in place. Oh, I love it. And is it for if you if you don't have a business, if you're a new mother? It's for anyone. This is purely um, sustainable productivity. So this is purely being mindful and intentional with your time or lack of time and how to manage it maybe a little bit more in a way that you feel in control versus feeling like your time is always getting away from you. Oh my gosh. I love the sound of this. I will put it in the show notes for us, Walnut, us as in me as well, gonna click on it right after this episode. Um, 
And where can the walnuts find you if they're like, I need to learn more from this divine delicious banana? You can always find me on Instagram. I'm in my stories quite often. Um, and that is it's Emma D'Souza. Or you can check out the website. It's emmadesouza.ca. Delicious. Delicious, nutritious. Is there anything? I mean, you've already I've already asked you this question, but just before we wrap up and I ask you the token question, is there anything you feel like you've left out or want to finish up with? I just want to thank you for having me on, quite honestly, Laz. Like you're such a beautiful soul. This community is so lucky to have you and to have these conversations continuously. And I just think normalizing walnutting, especially in a community that needs it, is just such a beautiful gift that you continue to give people. And so I'm very, very honored that you had me on today. Oh, thank you. I um back back at you, but also I receive I received that with my whole butt. Thank you. Thank you so much. And and it's been like it's been a long time. You've been on my little list, bucket list of of interviewees for for quite a while. So I'm glad that it finally happened now in divine as it needed to. Um, yes, exactly. But on that, that flows really, really nicely into the token guest question, which is Emma. Please let us know what does being a walnut mean to you. For me, being a walnut means taking it one step at a time. And no matter what you're facing with on that day or that hour or that moment, just slowly inching forward. Some days it's going to look like a leap. Some days it's going to look like a barely crawl, but just moving forward with that confidence that you are deserving and worthy of all the good things and just really walnutting your way through it until you feel that. I love the description of being a walnut because I feel like that that happened to me it's just all of the baby steps all of the little walnutings and then all of a sudden you're like looking in hindsight like whoa I did that or whoa I don't think really poorly of myself today (laughs) like you put on a dress that doesn't fit well and you're like whoa it it doesn't fit well but I'm not saying anything nasty I'm just gonna get dressed and put a different dress on so yeah I love delicious delicious really resonating divine um i will put all of the of emma's links in the show notes walnut if you want to connect with her further and if you enjoyed this episode or have any more questions take a little screenshot or tag us on instagram when you're listening and reach out because i'm i'm speaking for us both emma but we want i'm on board i'm totally on board We would love to hear from you, Walnut. So thank you so much for your time and for being here and for listening to this amazing chat and go forth into the world and take those tips and I will do them too alongside you. And let's talk about them together in the Walnut Tree. Um, But Emma, thank you so bloody much for visiting the podcast. Finally, like I said, it's a bucket list thing. And thank you for all you do in the world and who you are and for being my friend. And I, I always love when your face pops up. I'm like, oh, that's Emma. Um, thank you so much for your time and everything that you are. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a happy, happy Walnut Wednesday. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.